Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while in my uh, recording of this. I don't know how long this episode is going to last, to be honest. There's been less on my mind since the last time I've recorded. Um, Certainly less has not happened in our world, but there's less that I've been kind of stuck on thinking about, and there's less that I've been trying to wrestle with, so this will probably be a shorter episode and might be less emotional than the last one. I got pretty, pretty emotional on that last one, simply because that was a topic that was very near to my heart and something I really care about so the uh the topic for this week i'll just jump right into that it's we're gonna be talking about the notion of empathy certainly this topic could have arisen based simply on the climate we're living in right now and all of the the protests that are going on for uh black lives matter and other organizations related to that idea and that would have fit and that would have made sense and i wouldn't have had a problem with that but the reality is i got this topic uh of all places from work and the to make a long story short we have to do training sessions every week for my work and this past week we had to do some more broad scale more uh, not job specific but more broad in how we approach life Um, and one of the topics was empathy and in watching those videos and in going through the content there it it struck a nerve with me not in the sense that I necessarily learned information I didn't know but rather that I just think it's a good topic I think it's something that we as people don't think a lot of about explicitly we may think about it in the back of our minds we may think about it in terms of something that we know we should do or get better at or wherever you are with it but i don't think we necessarily spend a lot of our active brain time working on being more empathetic or even thinking about what does empathy entail holistically so that's sort of where my mind went with it and so i thought it'd be a good chance to to talk about that and to let that be a segue into smaller other things that i've been thinking about this past week that are related to current events as well as just living my life in general. So to start that off, defining what empathy is. Really, empathy is the notion that you can put yourself in another person's shoes, that you can come to their perspective as much as possible. Obviously, you can't do that 100%. You can't understand the way a person lives 100% because you're not that person. It doesn't matter if you are the same sex, the same gender, the same ethnicity as the person that you're coming to that you are trying to be empathetic toward you can't experience the same things as them you don't have the same history as them even if all of those other factors are accounted for so empathy is listening to a person understanding where they're coming from and how they're approaching whatever the situation is whatever the either problem is or whatever they are struggling with or whatever the situation sort of generically is empathy is being able to come down to that perspective and i say come down because naturally when you're being empathetic towards someone you tend to be in a higher place um and by higher i mean you are at a more stable place now that's not always the case you can be empathetic toward a person and you are not in a higher place stability wise emotionally whatever but usually when you're being empathetic toward a person you are only able to do that because you are in a more emotionally mentally stable place than the person you are being empathetic towards. Again, I'm not trying to say that that's 
always the case, but I would say that's usually what ends up being the case. And so you come down to that perspective. You come down to the perspective of the person you're being empathetic towards, and you you try to understand as much as you can where they're coming from. And in doing that, you're able to see the world through their eyes a little bit, and you're able to understand why they're experiencing things the way they are. And that's not always easy. That's not always something that we want to do because it requires a lot of effort on our part. It requires us to extend ourselves beyond our normal comfort zones. That's empathy is not something that's comfortable for the majority of people. And I would say very few people are naturals at it. Even the people that are very good at it, they were not naturally that way. They had to practice being that way. That's not backed by any sort of scientific notion. That is just personal experience and personal belief on that one. But the whole notion that you extend yourself, that you come to a place for someone else, not for your own benefit, but simply for the benefit of them. And in doing that, there's also this process of understanding that you more than likely cannot fix whatever situation they're in. That's sort of the, I will say, the guy natural tendency. I think women have less of a tendency to do this, though, of course, exceptions abound. But I think the tendency for guys is to say, okay, there is a problem. This person is experiencing a problem that they are dealing with. How can I fix it? What can I do to mend it? What can I do to make it okay so that it is no longer a problem and we move on? That's sort of the natural way that guys think about things. That's how they approach issues. They don't approach issues as things to just be listened to. They approach issues as something that can and should be fixed. The problem with that when you're being empathetic is that you usually cannot fix the problem. And usually that is because you are not that person. That person either has to fix the problem, which they can't always fix, but sometimes they can, or it's a problem that can't be fixed at all. It is something outside of their control and therefore it is also outside of your control. So what do you do when you're being empathetic to quote unquote fix the problem? What do you do when you're being empathetic to help a person when you actually Actually can't do anything to help the person. It's simple, but also very hard at the same time. You listen, be there for them. You simply say, I'm here for you. That sucks. I wish that wasn't the case. And I would do anything to change that, but I can't. Because being sympathetic isn't about fixing something. It's about being there for them. Now, if somehow you could fix it, I don't think that's necessarily a wrong thing to do, but you usually can't. Usually in cases where you have to be sympathetic or you have to bring yourself to be in someone else's shoes. It's a problem either so large or it's so personal to that individual that you yourself cannot do anything about it. So you're there for them. And being there for a person is what requires all of that energy because that requires you yourself to be vulnerable as well as listening to someone else be vulnerable. Vulnerability is such a hard thing for, again, I'm going to say guys, but I'd say even people in general. It's so hard for people to be vulnerable because you're exposing yourself in your most intimate notions of thought. You're exposing yourself in your most intimate emotions, and that's scary. <laughs> Truthfully, that's what it's scary because you usually can keep those things either tucked away or reserved for a select few of people that you you trust enough to to be open with with that. And that's hard to do to a person you're trying to be empathetic towards because your natural tendency is to focus on their emotional state and their emotional vulnerability. And I don't want to discount the fact that 
they are emotionally vulnerable and the focus should be on their emotions and it should be on getting them to a place where they are not as vulnerable i guess is is one way of putting it but also not as sort of volatile in their emotions they come back to a place of stability they come back to a place where they can have a grasp on what's going on and to be able to get a person to that place if you're going to help them you also have to be there you have to be vulnerable enough to get the person to that place and that's hard it's it's a hard thing to do to make ourselves that vulnerable but also to maintain that and to even extend the effort to be vulnerable in the first place and so really the whole process is something that we all need to practice and we all need to get better at because again i don't think it comes naturally we can naturally be listeners we can naturally be people who care about other people sure but being empathetic is part of combining all of that but also including emotional vulnerability of ourselves because you can't say to a person that really sucks and i'm here for you unless you actually mean that it, that a situation sucks meaning you've listened to them and you understand their position from their perspective as again caveat as much as possible but saying you're there for them means that you have to be emotionally there for them now the physical part is of course important you know being physically there for a person is huge because it allows you to comfort them and allows you to make your presence known in a way that you couldn't if you're not physically there however you can be empathetic without being physically there being empathetic requires you to be emotionally there to be mentally there and from my perspective spiritually there and that means vulnerability that means allowing yourself to experience what they're experiencing to an extent again you can't do it 100 but also allowing that individual to see you as someone who is also a vulnerable person now the difference is they see you as as being vulnerable but not volatile and that's i'm trying to distinguish the two notions there you're emotionally vulnerable because you're allowing yourself to experience genuine emotion you're allowing yourself to experience what is happening and you're allowing another person to see that experience you're allowing that other person to see that yes i do experience emotion yes i do experience these things around me and i also feel pain and sadness and struggle but you're not volatile with it because you have a handle on what's going on again i'm going to reiterate that doesn't always mean that you are 100 emotionally stable i'd argue that's a basically impossible thing to do as certain points we're all going to have different levels of emotional volatility but when you come to a person to be empathetic you got to be more stable than them you got to be a rock for them because they can't do that being empathetic means understanding that they can't do that for themselves at this current time even if they normally can even if there's someone who's super strong someone who is able to have that control over their emotions understanding that at this point in time in this moment they cannot do that so you need to be there for them to help them through whatever's going on in the training courses for my work they showed a short video by a woman named uh Brene brown i believe that's how you pronounce her name i do apologize if that's incorrect but it was a really good sort of segment from a, one of her talks but they added animation and it was, it was a really good video and i'll i'll try to remember to link that in the description if i remember correctly when going back through all of this but in that video 
about basically she was talking about how it's sort of like being in a pit the, when you are someone who needs empathy when you're someone who's in that state of emotional vulnerability and volatility you're you're in a pit and that pit can be dark and scary and you don't know where to go you don't know what to do you don't know how to get out and it's in this metaphor that she distinguishes between empathy and sympathy and i want to talk about that a bit because i thought it was really good and i think it's a good distinction to note so i'll start with sympathy first because i think sometimes we can think that empathy and sympathy are basically the same thing but they're pretty different sympathy is when you see someone in that hit and you're looking up from the top and you're going wow that's pretty dark and it's pretty scary down there you know you should really get out of there it's not good for you to be down there and so you need to get out and maybe maybe you provide some some anecdotal advice about how to get out of there but you you, you don't go any further than that. and it's not that you're wrong and I, I do want to make that point clear it's not that you're wrong in saying hey it's dark down there it's scary down there you should get out of there because that factually is correct factually you don't want the person in the pit factually you don't want to stay down there because it is factually dark and factually scary and so what you're saying isn't incorrect it's incorrect for the situation and it's incorrect in how you should handle it what empathy does is you see the person in the pit and you go down and you say hey it is pretty dark down here isn't it and it's pretty scary huh but guess what i've been down here before too i know what it's like in this pit and i also know how to get out of here because I've been down and so you're there for them you come to them you're experiencing what they're experiencing and bringing your own personal experiences is okay as long as you understand that you shouldn't be equating it 100% examples that are pretty textbook if you're dealing with someone who's lost a family member and you've lost a family member they're not the same experience even if it's the same type of family member right you lost your grandpa and this other person is dealing with losing their grandpa you you know you can say that you've experienced that but don't equate them they're not the same experience they may have been way closer with their grandpa than you were. You don't know what they're going through. You can understand a little bit. And that's where the empathy comes in of like, hey, I've I've been in a, I've been in a similar pit before. So I understand where you are and how we can get out of here, but understanding that your exact experience is not their exact experience. So you shouldn't try to make it their exact experience either. The reason why empathy works better than sympathy is because someone shouting at you from the top of a pit doesn't tell you how to get out of hit someone saying hey you should build a ladder to get out of the pit doesn't tell you how to build a ladder someone hopping into the pit who's been out of the pit before and then showing you how to build a ladder tells you how to get out of the pit tells you how to build the ladder because they're helping you do it and this is a metaphor it's not perfect it doesn't equate 100 there's gaps and you know loopholes whatever you want to call it but that's the whole notion empathy Empathy is being there for the person. Empathy is understanding that while you may not 100% know what they're going through, you can be there for them and you can be there to help them get out of that pit. A point I want to clarify, say you're trying to show empathy to someone who has lost a family member and you don't know what that's like. That's okay. And you could still show empathy towards someone if you've never lost a family member because you've been in other pits before. There isn't a person who's gone through their whole life and never experienced experienced a single point of failure a single point of 
sadness or despair or whatever fill in the emotion everyone's experienced that in different ways and in different areas and maybe you could objectively say that some are worse than others but the reality is it's not about what objectively is worse than the others it's about how it was experienced someone's level of sadness and despair over losing a valuable possession can be the same level of despair as someone losing a family member and again objectively it's easy to say well losing a family member is much worse however that's empathy right understanding that this person losing this valuable possession is experiencing it like maybe you experience the loss of your family member so you can say hey i may not know what it's like to lose something that valuable to me but in a way you do because you lost a family member and while a family member isn't a possession you understand that you lost them you understand that you no longer have them physically with you and so you can equate it in that way empathy doesn't mean you've had to gone through the same experiences empathy is realizing that everybody goes through something everybody goes through issues everybody has problems and it's helping people who are in the midst of these issues to work their way through them another element of it is realizing that this isn't a one-time process usually it could be i sincerely doubt that's going to be the normal way of going about this empathy is doing this process over and over with people because we don't just fall in one pit that'd be really nice that'd be really nice if we only ever fell in one pit in our entire lives that would be great but that's not how it works we have multiple pits for multiple issues and it keeps happening and sometimes it's the same pit multiple times because we haven't actually gotten over it we haven't learned we haven't learned to get over it we haven't learned to see what made us fall in the pit in the first place so we fall right back in being empathetic is realizing what the situation is and still being there for the person regardless of if this is their fifth time in the same pit or this is their fifth pit in the same week it doesn't matter it's still being there for them and it's still helping them and it's still caring and it's still being vulnerable is because if this was a one-time thing a one-time fix for people and you could move on from it i think it'd be a lot easier in fact i know i know it'd be a lot easier but that's not how it works and so part of empathy is not just being there for them it's not just seeing things from their perspective but it's doing it over and over and being there for the long haul because if you're if you are empathetic just once and refuse to do it again i would say that's almost worse because then you're giving the false impression that you did care about that person when instead you were trying to check off the box for that person so you wouldn't have to do it again that i think is way worse gotta understand that people are going to continually go through this people are going to continually need help and it's not going to be always and it's not going to always be to the same degree but empathy is realizing that you're going to continue to be there for them another part of it is realizing that we are also those people in the pit we're not just the people who can come and help though we can and we should but we are also the people who are in the pit who need the help and i think that's almost harder sometimes it's almost harder sometimes to allow people into our lives in enough of an intimate way to let them work to let them actually be a part of your life because we want to be so distant we want to keep arm's length for from people because we don't want them to get too close because we are afraid they're going to hurt us or they don't care or that being vulnerable is a sign of weakness and it doesn't matter which one of those things you justify it with that's how we keep people at arm's length so how do we get around that for ourselves when we're in the pit how do we allow people to help us into the pit 
to, to help us get out? Well, it's vulnerability again. And it's recognizing that vulnerability is not a weakness. And I've heard that from so many people that I can't be vulnerable because then I show my weakness and I can't be weak. I have to be strong in order to move forward. And the second half of that is true. You do need to be strong to move forward because life is hard and you need to be strong to be able to deal with it. However, vulnerability in your emotions, in your mental state, in your spiritual state is not weakness. And it took me so long to figure that out. But I'll say it again. Being emotional, being not okay mentally, spiritually is not a weakness. That's a part of life. And with your emotions, if you are actually genuinely experiencing emotions, that makes you a person. That makes you someone who is living life. Barring the exceptions, everybody experiences emotions. So to experience emotions is not a weak thing. To let emotions overtake you, to let emotions guide you and not have any sort of check on them from a rational standpoint, I wouldn't say that's weakness, but that is not a good thing. And that's why you got to allow other people in. That's why you got to allow other people to help you out of that pit. Because otherwise, then you say, well, this is my new path. And you start moving forward in the pit and you're just traveling the pit. You're not actually out of there. You decide my new path is in the pit. So you frame your whole life around being in the pit. And that's how people live lives where they don't connect, where they feel like they're so isolated because they're away from everyone else. They haven't just fallen in the pit, they're two miles into it. And some people even decide they're gonna keep digging their way through the pit even when they realize it's not a good path because going out of the pit is hard and it requires effort. And it's when you realize you have to allow someone else in that a lot of people go, well, I'd rather stay in the pit than allow someone else to come down and help me. That can be hard. And I'm not trying to say that this is an easy process and I'm not trying to put a light spin on what that means to allow someone down into the pit with you. But if you're ever gonna get out of there, you need the other person. If you're ever going to move forward out of your pit, you need someone else to show you how to get out because it's truth is you can't get out by yourself as much as we want to believe we can or as much as we want to believe that we can cope with life staying down there instead of putting forth the exposing effort of ourselves exposing ourselves to be vulnerable to get out of the pit we decide to be easier just to stay down here and we can make it work and that is so damaging you got to be able to accept that you can't do everything by yourself and you have to accept that other people can't help you but the only way they can help you is if you are vulnerable if you allow someone else in, I was saying earlier, you can't fully understand the perspective of someone else because you haven't lived their life and you really can't understand it if they're not willing to even show you or tell you what their experience is. So if you're not vulnerable, there's no way for the other person to actually show you empathy. It's not possible. And so while I, I think the focus should be on you being an empathetic person towards other people, understand that if you expect someone else to do that for you, you also have to be vulnerable. And not only if you expect it, but you should want that. You should want that level of connection. You should want that level of someone else being in your life because you understand that that's how you become better. That's how you grow. 
That's how you move forward, and that's how you don't stay stuck. But that requires effort. It requires immense amount of strength. It requires an immense amount of determination to remove that idea from your mind, to be okay with someone else coming in, to be okay with being vulnerable enough to let someone else in, and to not have those guards up all of the time. And as I say this, understand that there are situations where it's okay to have a guard, because not everybody is having the best interest for you. Having yourself be vulnerable all of the time isn't the best thing, but it's a balance. And I think that's where people don't have a good sense of it all the time, where it's a balance between understanding that not everyone wants what's best for you. And so sometimes guarding yourself is okay, but understanding that there are people in your life who do want to help you, who do want to be there for you, and you have to be vulnerable with them. Usually the default is, well, if there's people out there who want to hurt me, who want to manipulate manipulate my emotions if I just never show anyone them I can't be hurt and if only that were true because as it turns out you definitely can be hurt even if you never show vulnerability even if you never show emotions because the person that hurts you is in the mirror it's yourself that's who ends up hurting you and it's not intentional. You don't want to hurt yourself. You're trying to protect yourself. But if you never experience vulnerability with someone, then it all turns back in on you. It's part of being a person. It's part of being human is living with other people, being connected with other people, being intimate with other people. And I don't know always how to tell people to be vulnerable when that's that's a, almost a trigger word for them on its own, where they hear you got to be vulnerable and they just instantly turn off where they go. That is that is the line I won't cross. I refuse to do that. And the only thing I can say is, well, then you're going to be stuck here. If you refuse to be vulnerable, then you're not going anywhere. And so if you are okay with that, then I guess you've made your choice. And I think some people are okay with that for a time until they realize what they're stuck with until they realize what that actually means. And by the time they realize they actually do want to get out of that, hey, they have no idea how to be vulnerable enough to let anyone else in. And so I think talking about empathy, talking about how to do this process is so important because if you know how to do it, even if you're not good at it, even if you've never tried it, if you hear someone else explain it, maybe, maybe it's not me. Maybe it's you, you go off and watch that video from Brene Brown. Maybe you find someone else who talks about the subject in a different way, but it clicks with you. It triggers something in your mind to let you know that this is how you do it. This thing you've been wanting this whole time, this is how you get there. It requires work though, requires effort, and that work is hard. It's not going to be easy and it's not going to be fun. And if anyone tells you it's going to be easier, it's going to be fun. They're just lying. I'm sorry. But because it's hard and because it's something that is necessary, you got to do it. Life isn't always about doing things that are fun and easy. I wish it were. Man, life would be so much better. But this is necessary. I think it's necessary to get yourself to a place where you can be vulnerable enough not only to be empathetic toward others, but be empathetic toward yourself and allow others to be empathetic toward you as well. There's so many different trains of thought that I could go down in, in talking about this, this topic because it, it connects to a lot of different things. But I, I kind of want to keep this one uh, focused 
on on the subject because well i mean if for no other reason i want to i want to talk about those other subjects later i don't want to use up all of the creativity in my brain on one <laughs> on one episode but i know that empathy is not an easy thing for people and maybe maybe for you it is and if it is for you i'm so happy for you but if you're one of those people who you hear the term empathy or you hear the term emotional vulnerability and you shrink away or you go screw that that's not worth it take a second look at it take a second look at what you're experiencing at what you're doing and where you're at because you can get far in life without ever having to be emotionally vulnerable it's true you can be financially successful you can try to have a relationship uh you can i mean relationship there would be loosely defined you can live with a person you can marry a person but that doesn't mean you're emotionally vulnerable with them it doesn't mean you've got a true connection with them you can do all of these things though on paper you can look fine on paper you can have a great life and that's all well and good and i'm not saying that's a bad thing and i'm not trying to steer anyone away from it but if you're reserving your emotional vulnerability if you're reserving who you truly are and how you truly feel about things and you're not willing to show that to anyone else you're not living a full life and that's coming from someone who i feel like even though i'm young i've got a decent amount of experience and i can tell you as someone who used to be emotionally dead meaning i used to turn myself off from all emotion and now i've experienced emotions truly it's a completely different sensation it's something that i don't know how to describe because i used to think i knew what happiness was what joy was what even sadness was and i think i've probably felt it on like a sort of surface level enough to be able to tell people yeah i feel happy and because i know generally what happiness is and i'm not trying to say that i never had moments where i thought i was happier that i enjoyed myself because of course i did but when i was able to be emotionally vulnerable with others and most importantly with myself the first time i felt a sense of joy it wasn't anything grand that externally happened i was sitting in a bible study having a conversation but i i noticed for the first time my brain kind of went this is what joy is and I, i burst into tears truthfully because it was it was a sensation i've never felt before in my life and i don't know how to describe it i don't know how to describe the difference between what i thought joy was and what i now know joy is it is something completely completely different but i know it is something that changed once i allowed myself to be emotionally open and that's that took a lot of hard work a lot of effort and it's not something that i would approach lightly or even alone for that matter but it's something that it changed my life for the better it's it changed the entire way i perceive everything including my own faith which i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about my faith now because again it, it affects the way i look at the world but you know I've, I've been a christian i would say my whole life given a few moments when i was uh in my early teens where i i don't think i had really a faith but i don't think that's an uncommon sensation for people but i i, I knew what the what the bible talked about in terms of joy and love and happiness and sorrow and all of these things that the bible talked about i i understood them from an intellectual standpoint i understood what the words were i understood what the idea was i could understand what the what whatever character was experiencing because i knew on a surface level what it was but to truly experience emotion and then go back and read texts where it talks about joy where it talks about happiness where it talks about sadness and grief it it reframed my entire fate and it rekindled something i didn't think i had because i i was basically reading the bible in a whole other language 
I, I was experiencing in a whole other way. These words that at one point meant something, they didn't mean the same thing to me anymore. I read the passages that I've known since I was a child, and it was it was like reading something completely different, reading a whole other book. But that's because I was able to be emotionally vulnerable. And I think what's interesting is that I feel like I've always been someone who's been an empathetic person, someone who's been good at showing empathy towards others while being emotionally dead, though, is not what I've realized. And so in looking back, how empathetic was I? How, how much empathy was I showing if I wasn't able to emotionally be there for that person? And in a lot of ways, that, that, that almost makes me sad because I feel like I almost did them a disservice. Now, I don't know because I don't remember every situation I've done that in. And I trust that God worked in those situations to overcome my inability to show emotion, my own uh, restraint that I was showing on it. I trust that God worked through that. But in now knowing what emotion is and in now knowing how to show emotion correctly and how to experience it correctly, my empathy towards others has immensely gotten better and has immensely grown in how I'm able to, to be there for other people because I know how I would be there for myself. I know how I would want to have someone talk to me if I was in that emotional state. And I also now realize on the flip side, when I'm in those pits, when I'm in those places, I need help from someone else. Now, a lot of times I turn to God for that personally. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but having an, a, a person of someone physically being there for you is huge and can be very good. And so I would definitely recommend that as well. I'm not sure I've got much else uh, for this episode. It's kind of been about the same length every time, and at least in recording time. I, I added a lot of the, the gaps out in my speaking cadence, so the, the recording times might not line up correctly, but, or sorry, the, the final times, but the recording times are have been about the same, so I'll, I'll keep it at that same length. But if if I can recommend anything to you guys is give it a chance if you if you haven't before, and if you're someone who, who knows exactly what I'm talking about, and you're listening to it and you're like, yep, I totally understand. Go out and keep doing it. Go out and keep showing people that empathy, that love and support. It's so important. And in times like we're experiencing now, and frankly, every time of troubles, which seems to be constantly, it's so important and it's so helpful for everyone. Thank you all so much for continuing to listen. I hope these are maybe, if not educational, at least inspiring or fun to listen to. I know I'm not really making jokes in all of these. These have been some some heavy some heavy topics to, to start this uh to start the show off but they're topics i really care about and so hopefully i can keep talking about things i care about but i'm i'm thoroughly enjoying doing this it's been very very helpful for me to to vocalize my thoughts so um i'm still looking at getting a a system set up for people to to write into me so hopefully by the time this releases i'll i'll have that up i'll, I'll talk about this here so because if you've listened this far hopefully you're you're going to keep listening i'm releasing these first five episodes as a batch these have all been recorded and edited and released all together uh this is just a way for me to kind of essentially do quality control on it make sure i'm not putting out something that i think is not worth listening to so hopefully by the time i've if i'm releasing these and they're all good I'll have a system in place to to write in that'll be attached in the description for for each of these episodes. But if if you're listening to this and you've you're gonna and you've made it this far, thank you. 
thank you so much because it's nice to know that there's people out there who want to listen to what I have to say and who didn't shut off after the first episode thinking that I have I'm not someone worth listening to or that I'm I'm wrong on everything or even if you think I'm wrong but you keep listening all the all the better actually I really I appreciate that because willing to take in other opinions is is a huge thing I think so thank you again for all for all the support whether you whether you know you give it to me or not I really do appreciate it and I will see you in the next episode